flipped another page and glanced up, raising eyebrows. We've all known for years you're half crazy. Good excuse to get you free help. Red's lip turned up in an edgy half-smile. Her cheerful cynicism put him at ease, disarming the issue. A button on her blouse had come undone, revealing the black lace bra he'd bought last Valentine's Day. That had been a night to remember. Following his gaze, she pursed her lips, looked down, and buttoned up. You must have slept good last night. A cloud passed, and the sun shone through the window, warming his face. Two weeks, and he still hadn't remembered anything new. They'd talked about the Walmart incident often. Detective Carter called daily. Not a bad guy, outside the interrogation room. They'd almost become friends, despite the rough start. Carter seemed to believe his lack of recall. Last week, Red had been resigned to everything blowing over, but not Lori. He'd made the appointment with the shrink at her urging. Voices approached from behind the reception desk. Next week, said a female in a jumpy Eastern European accent he couldn't place. A brown-haired woman took the young boy sucking a red blow-pop behind her. Her face hung tired, her hair half-tangled. Next week, she replied, trailing the kid in her wake like a tugboat. A short woman with a round face and fair skin stepped into the waiting room. Her eyes were lively, set close together behind thick-rimmed glasses. She was trim, maybe even prim, sporting a pressed black pantsuit, like a miniature pallbearer, and the owner of the accent. Good morning. You must be Mr. Harmon. I'm Dr. Christian Sato. Red shook her hand. Her fingers were too short to wrap around his. And cold. Yes, ma'am. She closed her eyes and bobbed in a slight bow. I see you brought your wife. Head inclined toward Lori. Actually, she brought me. Her cheeks rounded even more as she smiled. Please follow me. So she was Japanese. He was never good with accents, not like Laurie. But how'd she get a first name like Christian? Chinese, maybe, or... Dr. Sato looked back and stopped. I'm sorry, Mrs. Harmon. Please wait for us out here. Today we'll be with your husband alone. Red frowned and gripped Laurie's elbow. Doctor, I'd prefer her with me. She saw the whole... Sato's cheeks tightened. All the unassuming humbleness drained away. Eyebrows rose to pointed triangles, as if the doctor were possessed by an evil twin. Red didn't know whether to laugh or turn and run. As did you, she said, looking past him to the empty waiting room. Her smile returned. The demon must have decided to move to another host, another Bob, and she continued down the hall. Laurie rolled her eyes then smacked Red on the ass. Go on, then. She went back to her chair. Sato opened the black walnut veneer door, its deep purple iridescence caught by sunlight beaming through a window. She almost needed to reach up to grasp the handle. Red stopped on the threshold. His shoulders drooped when she pointed to a short black chair, like the one he'd just escaped. She pulled out a high-backed wooden stool from behind a sixties vintage metal desk, drabbed green, picked up a pen, and flipped open a pad. So, tell me why you're here. I'm doing very well, thank you. 
Sato's pen tapped the paper. Red squirmed, glancing at the door, making sure it wasn't locked. She reminded him of Aunt Susan's rat terrier, the one that used to snarl and bite at his calves when they visited every Christmas. He'd kick the mud away, but it just kept coming back, growling and nipping like a rabid chipmunk. She smiled again. Tell me about yourself. Maybe if he played along with short answers, he'd get out faster. No such luck. Sato kept firing questions back. About family, his parents, then his brothers. Did they fight? What the hell kind of question was that? Of course we fought. If either son of a bitch was here now, you'd probably see a fight. More questions. As if she liked to hear him talk. After half an hour, she took off her glasses and rubbed two red dots on the bridge of her nose.